to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Happy Wednesday, it's Denise. What are we going to talk about today? I got a lot of feedback in the past over um, the health episodes, going through food and what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat, what I do, all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that a few people had asked about were obesogens. And this is something we didn't really have to worry about in the past, but it's become such an issue now post this entire, you know, world of developing all of these man-made and synthetic stuff that it gets into everything. And it's a major factor in people's health. So today we're going to talk about if you are truly health conscious, okay, that you should be mindful of the ingredients you're consuming more than the calories you are consuming because that's going to serve your body best in the long run, okay? And we'll go through and talk about that, but I know that there are a lot of people, um, I'm not calling them out for a bad thing, but, you know, it's just, they're a perfect example, and that is Weight Watchers. Um, Everyone is calorie counting on that program and I always tell people um, I get used to get people in my practice in the past that would come to me um, having been Weight Watchers they're always when you do Weight Watchers you're a lifer what I mean by that is is that once you do Weight Watchers in order for you to ever be thin you have to do Weight Watchers because you're calorie counting and I really feel, and so does a large amount of people in the nutrition and weight loss world in 2023, believe that counting calories is really just the thing of the past because of the quality of our food, what is in it, especially obesogens, and just the environment that surrounds us. It's not just about food anymore, if that makes sense. So counting calories you're going to be on that program for the rest of your life because as soon as you get off it, you're not counting calories or you're eating their boxed food, which is synthetic. It is not food. So we've actually lost track in this country. And I can only speak for the U S right? Cause I'm, I'm an American. Um, or I like to say like that I'm, you know, from the States cause obviously everybody in North America and South America are Americans. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, But it is something that we've lost sight of is that our food is not the same thing it used to be. Our ground is not the same thing it used to be. Our, um, what the government allows through our food is not the same anymore. Um, The quality of the soil deplete, the seeds have changed. You know, what Monsanto has done with genetically modified foods. All of this plays a factor in how we lose weight. Does this affect everybody? No, it doesn't affect everybody. Because if you are a healthy, genetically healthy person, you've got it going on. Like, God bless you, because you're the minority, actually, in today's world. And so 
Um, one of the biggest culprits behind weight gain right now are obesogens, and they contribute to weight gain and obesity, which increases, obviously, a person's risk of serious health problems in the future because it alters a metabolism by promoting fat retention. That That's like serious, right? They're found in a lot of places, including food additives. Okay, but we'll talk more about that. Um, obesogens are endocrine disrupting, okay? And we'll talk about that a little bit more too. So the thing is, is that we need to be mindful of man-made chemical consumption and what that's going to do more for your body weight and overall health than getting stuck in the calorie counting loop. You know what I'm saying? Like you can consume a very low amount or your perfect calories for your body every day. But if you're eating synthetic heated up meals, fast food, or I like to call easy meals, anything that's already made and you just whip it together, that's a problem, okay? Because, I mean, being mindful of calories isn't a bad thing, okay? But it's missing the mark completely for overall health and nutrition, okay? Because calories from an Oreo aren't going to nourish you. They're not going to satiate you either, right? The same way an equal amount of calories from real whole foods will, okay? And that's where it gets sketchy from there on, okay? So let me break this down a little bit. I got some notes because obesogens are kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. So a lot of people that are going to be reading, uh, listening today are going to be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like it really almost turns you, for me, it turns me off to food. And I really need this reminder because um, I started intermittent fasting again and all of that, but I kind of do it on my own um, because I don't like to put it out there. Everyone's like, what are you doing? What, what are you taking? What pills are you taking? What are, you know, are you drinking anything? And here's the thing. I kind of do my own thing. And I'm just careful with my food and intermittent fasting really works for me. And I do a modified intermittent fasting, meaning that while I am still fasting in the morning, I will do a low calorie. So less than 120 calories, I'll do a low calorie shake and um, it just works well for me and it has. So you have to find what works well for you. So again, what are obesogens? You might have not even ever heard this word before. Okay. And that's okay. Cause I'm going to tell you about them now. Uh, they're chemicals that are directly or indirectly, uh, increase fat accumulation and cause obesity. Okay. How horrible is this? Imagine eating all the right things or so you think it is by old school diet <laughs> recommendations like Weight Watchers and all of that. Okay. And you're doing all the right things, but you still are accumulating fat and falling into the obesity category. You're, you're not alone, but, and this is because these pre-processed diet foods, all of the things you find in the frozen aisle, all of those meals are chock full of obesogens. So you actually think you're eating healthy, but all you're eating are synthetic, low quality ingredients that are making money for the company selling it. It just is what it is. They are artificial chemicals that are found in various food containers, cookware. You find them in plastics, cosmetics, drinking water. There's tons of stuff where they're found, okay? And 
they have been known as a subset of endocrine disrupting chemicals. Okay. And that's what's important here. They are linked to weight gain and obesity. And that's not people just saying it. They are linked to obesity and weight gain. Okay. And it's interesting because so many people think that there is a magic pill for this, a magic solution, a magic fast food diet, fad diet, cabbage soup, the crazy stuff that if this dog barks while I'm on this thing one more time, you guys, I'm telling you, we're not going to make through one in May without the dog barking. Um, If we just literally broke down what we ate and ate actual food, and we're a little cautious about how this country plays with GMO, non-GMO, and organic terminology, or to even just be able to buy fresh fruit and vegetables and know how to properly wash them, okay? It would sh- it would be a game changer for a lot of people, I think. Um, I'm still literally just, I'm not shocked anymore, but it just, it tugs at my heart when I see that people are dieting, but they're showing that they're eating, you know, their quote unquote healthy meal and it contains canned items. It contains, um, uh, what am I talking about? Uh, just processed foods, um, things chocked filled with nitrates and nitrites. Um, and all of those, all of the above, anything that you buy in a store covered in plastic is an obesogen. Think about that. Even that, and so think about, yeah, yeah, they cover some vegetables with plastic, which is an obesogen. So this is like everywhere. So what products potentially have obesogens, right? It's kind of the important thing to know. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> their obesogens are found in like uh, pretty much oh, common household products. Um, let's see. According to the National Institute of Health, plastic bottles, metal food cans, detergents, flame retardants, food, toys, cosmetics, and pesticides. So why is this important? Plastic bottles. Why are people still buying plastic bottles? I'm going to be super honest with you. Buy yourself a Life Factory or one of the other ones. I don't know, though. I like Life Factory. Um, Go ahead and buy yourself a bottle and please just get a good filter system like Berkey, whatever you want. Berkey, I like Berkey. So honest to gosh, like stop using plastic bottles. We're so hung up on plastic straws on the West Coast that we didn't even think that it would, to just get rid of the whole, they're they're serving it in a plastic cup. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. That whole straw thing was like completely bizarro. Um, But sometimes so is the West Coast. Sorry, West Coasters. You know, it's true. Um, And metal food cans. Okay. So I'm not a fan of food in a can. I never have been. And because we used to eat it all the time when we were kids and I don't like the taste of it. I can literally taste the tin. Makes sense now in my adult life because now I know in my adult life that because I have various autoimmune diseases, I am in fact picking up the tinny taste of the obesogens in there, the synthetics. 
gross, but it's true. Okay. Um, I will only eat fresh veg fresh vegetables. I don't like them frozen unless I have like frozen peas are my exception. Only because I number one, they're they're already in the bag. Um, and number two, they're already um they are flash frozen fresh and as baby peas. So they're much sweeter than what you can probably get growing out of depleted soil in today's farmland. So there's that. And then um, detergents. Okay. So I'm really funny about detergents and this is where I give. I do use Tide Free. Okay. And I have a my clothes have to be a certain way. So this is life, okay? You don't, sometimes there are people who do all of these things. They'll take every single thing out of their house, but you don't have to do that. Even if you remove half of these synthetics and chemicals from your household products, you're way ahead of the game. So you don't have to remove everything. I kept my laundry system. Um, I do use wool balls. I do not use dryer sheets. Those are straight up carcinogen, which means cancer causing. So you should not be using dryer sheets ever. If you're still using dryer sheets, stop using dryer sheets um, and just use some of the liquid and pour it in. Yeah, we missed the cycle. Get a new washer, put it in. I know that sounds, that was totally bougie to say that. But what I'm saying is, is you just have to spend an extra time. To me, it's worth standing in front. I have a little load thing now, so it's all done. But I understand that some people want to wait in front of it and then add the fabric softener old school. That's cool. Do people not do, <clears throat> do that anymore? That's okay too. So don't use the dryer sheet. So I use wool balls and then um, I do use a... Um, a, uh, oh my God, I just totally like blanked out. I use a laundry system that <clears throat> I like my clothes to feel a certain way. Plus we have hard water, so I have to use vinegar as well. So I use like a pre-wash of like borax and then I'm really funny about stuff. So I use borax and then I use um, the detergent that I like to use. Plus I use like a little pre-scenty um, thing, but I don't like every scent. I don't like strong scent, but I like it to be fresh. It's so crazy. I'm a little anal about the the laundry thing. So that's what I give on. Okay. Um, I don't do candles. I do have them like out as decoration, but we don't light them. It's, I, I rarely will light a candle. It's just not okay. Um, I know there's new soy candles and all that kind of stuff. And quite frankly, I, I prefer the sensei. I'm not going to lie. So that's my give. Um, and that's what life is. Give and take, right? Uh, I have to give up a ton of foods. I'm not giving up my laundry system. Uh, flame retardants. This is important because you don't think anything about it. But if you look, the biggest item that you would have in your home for flame that contains flame retardants is children's pajamas. You will get like a huge tag if you're a mom, dad, and you bought pajamas. There'll be an extra long, huge tag that it is not flame retardant, uh, that it is flame retardant, sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And um, and all the little like codes and stuff and how they can't be sold in California and all this other stuff or whatever. And um, they got that going on for them. Um, <laughs> the, the tag is an indication that there are, that is straight up an, an obesogen. 
and we're putting it on our kids as they go to sleep. So they get to rest at night and their skin gets to absorb all of the synthetic obesogens in the flame retardant that is put on their pajamas. That's kind of the reality of the world we live in. Food, we'll talk about food a little bit later and the different things that you could find it in. We won't go into too much detail because it is a lot. This just kind of skimming over the surface for awareness, okay, of obesogens, not going in and we're not going to take this apart with a fine-tuned comb, but you are welcome to do your own research on them and start digging them apart, okay? Toys, they're in a ton of toys, plastics, very heavy on plastics, most likely Um, And we'll talk later why it's important to have certain labels on your plastics, um, even your reusable plastic bottles. Uh, We'll say BPA-free. That's what you want because BPA is an obscenogen. Okay? Obesogen. Sorry. Just said that wrong. My bad. Cosmetics. Ladies, men, we get jerked around with this all the time. Okay? The... Cosmetics have a ton of garbage in them. I can't wear mineral oil. I won't wear it. It's a carcinogen. So I have to go through like everything I order to make sure it doesn't have mineral oil in it. Then there's some other things I don't want like talc in it uh, because those are all known carcinogens and have been, you know, linked directly to cancer. So it's there's tons of companies out there that you can buy clean makeup from. But then I kind of have to go one step further for personal reasons now. I also don't want them to be tested on animals either. And I'm very strict on that. So um, you can just do your own research on that. But um, cosmetics, be very careful about some of the stuff that's in there. And we'll show you um, personal products and stuff as well. Not just cosmetics related to your face, just general uh, personal care products as well. And pesticides, which you're like, well, I don't use pesticides, Denise, so I don't really care. I grow my own garden. That's great. But if the um, guy, you know, 20 miles away is using pesticides on his garden or your neighbor is, they're in your garden from leaching. Okay. That's why they had tested organic, non-GMO fruits and vegetables. I think it was a little variety of everything. And this was just last year. They did a test um, and 100% of the fruits and vegetables tested in the commercial farms, it's not personal farmland, okay? It's commercial farmland. Even the ones that have regulated themselves and passed all the organic certification um, tested for pesticides. Now I'm gonna take this a step further kind of go off on a little tangent so you understand one uh they tested a bunch of cereals and we're talking natural brands all of that they tested a bunch of cereals pretty much over 50 cereals on the market you know geared towards children consumption right our children consume cereal we don't have cereal in the house unless it comes from like four different companies and there's it's no sugar And they're usually protein-based, so like pea protein or their um, cassava root is like the the main, no like wheat and all that garbage. Like we don't do Kellogg's brand, all that kind of stuff. Okay, that's garbage. They tested like Fruit Loops, all of that. And they even tested some of the Nature's Path stuff and other, and 
one, it was like 99%. There were only three brands that tested clean and they were in all honesty, very rare brands that you wouldn't even be aware of if you were not holistically minded like I am. Like I had heard of all three brands, but I could tell you that you probably, if you read the list, would not even know who the brands were. Um, and they tested for no detection. Every one of the cereals tested for pesticides in the cereal. Not only did it test for pesticide, but it tested, I think it was like they allowed like, uh, let's, I'm making up numbers. I don't remember. And I don't know where the report is. Okay. <laughs> Work with me folks. Um, but they, um, let's just say it's three parts per million. Okay. One of the cereals had a thousand parts per million detected in the cereal and none of them had less than 50, which if three is the standard allowance, you do the math. And kids are consuming this every morning, sometimes for breakfast and lunch, depending on what the economic situation is, right? That's not okay. So we have to be aware of what is going on in our foods, okay? So that's kind of what, where obesogens are found. Okay, so pretty much in a little bit of everything that we have. Now, I'm gonna go through a few of these. We're gonna take a short break from our, uh, for our sponsor break, and then I'll come right back and we'll start breaking down what are obesogens and where are they found. Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by Reclaimed. Reclaimed is a one-man brand from Chicago, Illinois, specializing in handmade commercial and residential furniture and fixtures. The man behind the brand is Brian McQuaid, and the soul of his business is anchored in his handmade wood art pieces. Don't think that these pieces are just ordinary furniture and fixtures. These pieces were founded under the notion that art should be affordable to everyone. Each piece is custom designed and crafted with everything he's got which means you're not getting a plain big box item made in mass, but a personalized, meaningful work of art that will bring compliments from whoever sees your reclaimed piece and joy with you seeing and using your piece daily. Not a single person, I will tell you, walks into my office without asking me about my reclaimed desk and end table. And they can't hang their coats without asking me where I got the cool railroad spike wall coat rack either. Brian's talents go far beyond dust tables and coat racks, personalized hearts, jewelry boxes, flags, special occasions. It's art, folks. So the possibilities are pretty much endless. You don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the beautiful art of Reclaimed at www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Again, that's www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Or check out and follow them on Instagram at Breclaimed, B-R-E-C-L-A-I-M-E-D. Hello, we're back. Okay. 
Woo! Did you guys get through all that? I almost needed that break. Here, Bob Brian. And Brie claimed, love it. I'm telling you guys, even if you need a little something, something, go to Etsy and check him out because he is truly talented. Or follow him on Instagram because he really has some amazing stuff that he does. And that is awesome. We love somebody who makes things with their hands. Um, so we're talking about obesogens. And we talked about what they are, what they do, endocrine disruptions. They cause weight gain and obesity. You don't know where it's coming from. This is where it's coming from. From all of these man-made synthetic, synthetic things in your house, right? And it gets lurched in, leached in, and put everywhere. Before you know it, your whole house is filled with them because they are, okay? And then we're wondering why we can't lose weight or we have a mass epidemic of obesity. And that's because obesogens are everywhere. So one of the very um, popular one that most people have heard about are phthalates, okay? And I normally say that wrong, phthalates, phthalates. I'm pretty sure I did it right this time. But um, they're in hundreds of products, okay? Phthalates are everywhere, okay? But this is the this is the grossness of how they take these man-made things and these synthetics and they put them in everything across the board. So you're like not safe no matter where you go. It's in vinyl flooring, uh, lubricating oils for like gears and cogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's also in our personal care products, you know, hairspray, shampoo, soaps, lovely because there's nothing that says I want to rub something on me and wash my hair with it like something that's in vinyl flooring or lubricating oils for gears um but this is what they're doing peeps uh and some uh patalitates are in piney like polyvinyl chloride plastics and those are the things that are used as plastic packaging okay uh it, they're also like in our garden hoses and they're also medical tubing. And so every time you see plastic packaging, that's what it is, okay? They are used in polyvinyl chloride plastics um, is what that's called. It's pretty gross, right? But foods that are specifically linked to higher phthalate levels include, um, here, let's, let's broaden this out for you, okay? <laughs> it's too hard to mention them individually, so this is how they're li listed. I kid you not. Restaurant, cafeteria, and fast foods. Boom. Okay. Filled with obesogens. High fat dairy. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on this one a bit. High fat, high processed, pasteurized dairy. Okay. So the the milk that you buy in the store is not actually a milk product from the cow. It comes from a cow initially, and then it needs to be high pasteurized, super high pasteurized, which means the pasteurization pro process, which means it's heated at high levels to kill all of the bacteria and is not to be gross, but all of the antibiotics that are fed to the cattle, okay, the cows, um, while they're all jammed in one area so that they don't get sick, okay? That gets transferred, those antibiotics, to the cows or anything that the cows are exposed to. So in order to kill all of that garbage so that we don't get sick, they don't even use a so pasteurization. I forget what the level is. 
peeps, it's been a while since I've been in high school chemistry, okay? But Louis Pasteur, okay, he heated things at a certain level to kill off normal levels of bacteria to make it safe to eat or drink. We use ultra-high pasteurization temperatures, which means we're doing three times, sometimes, the original high temp to kill bacteria, which alters the structure, the genetic structure of milk. So that's why when you look at raw milk from a farm, it's usually yellow and thick and it separates. And it's usually, depending on your cow, if you go into a, a Guernsey cow, it's going to be golden in color. It's beautiful and it's very tasty. Um, but if you look at, and, and butter, like good butter is going to be golden. Okay, golden. Those are grass-fed or pastured, different than pasteurization, okay? Grass-fed is just when they're out eating grass and the things they're supposed to be eating. And that's when you get an eggs with chickens. You get that bright orange yolk, delicious, chalk-filled with vitamins and nutrients, okay? But when you're doing the ultra-high pasteurization, you are now moving and you're changing the genetic composition of the original milk, which actually increases the amount of lactose and changes the kind of lactose is in it, which now is why so many people you'll hear, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. Well, stop drinking fake milk. It actually makes that la la lactose is disgusting, right? So, and lots of people have, because it's, it's force made. It was chemically altered. So I always tell people, even Pete knows when you buy regular, like, I don't even want to say a brand, but okay. So if you buy regular milk from a brand, okay, please just get whole milk. Okay. Because it's less processing because if you get one or two percent milk they're stripping it's another chemical process which means you're adding an, a second synthetic process to strip the milk if you need two percent milk you need to not drink milk let's just put it that way okay and then skill milk nobody should be drinking skim milk that's just disgusting that is so bad for you. It's like when people say, oh, I drink diet soda, like it's better for them. Just drink regular soda. It's better for you than all of the stuff in diet soda. We know that now. That's that's out there. That's not me making stuff up. So high fat dairy, if you are getting whole raw milk, whole low pasteurized milk, there's lots of brands in the health food store that do that. Um, that is okay. Okay, that's that is okay. Uh, fatty meats and poultries, again from the store. Yes, if you are eating meats that are coming from, like we get, we actually you know buy a cow. We either do a half or a whole, and then you would send that to the processor, who will process it, butcher it up how you want it cut wrap it all up and then you go to them they call them meat lockers and then you pick them up and then you store them in your freezer that's different because it's a different kind of meat than what is being what is being sold in the store the meat in the store is old it's also chock filled with antibiotics it's also sprayed and processed with things to make it look fresher plus it's wrapped in the plastic 
So it's really not okay. So usually when you pick a nice red piece of meat in the store, that red isn't even really the color of the meat. It's actually been dyed to look that color. I know you guys don't want to hear this, but it's true. And um, patellitate levels in cooking oils. I will say this once and I will say it again. If you are using a light colored oil or vegetable oil or a seed oil, please stop. It's horrible for you. Stick with olive oils in the tins or in a dark bottle, um, bottled or made in Spain and Italy. Uh, Grease is also acceptable, just not here (laughs) in the USA. Um, Avocado oil, sesame oil, both okay. All right. And there are some other ones as well, but you want to stay away from the vegetable, you know, the vegetable oils and um, the seed oils, just not okay. Um, Let's see the next one after. I'm looking at my list here. Oh, BPA. Here we go. BPA. So we always see in our water bottles, BPA free, right? Bisphenol A, BPA. It's a chemical that's produced in large quantities, um, primarily for the production of the polycarbonate plastics, okay? Um, It's also found in products like uh, shatterproof windows, eyewear. I mean, it's everywhere. That's why I said you got to pick and choose, but you need to be aware that it exists. Water bottles, epoxy resins that coat like the metal food cans. Okay, eh, 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 right? You always get that. The Oh, that opens so nice. Look at that clean edge. That's what it is. Bottle tops and water supply pipes. Pfft. Hey, thanks, right? Um, those all contain BPA. So when you do buy plastic bottles or plates or dishes for your kids or whatnot, just make sure that they are BPA free. Even your eyewear now can be BPA free. Um, please choose so if you can afford to do so. I just, I just think that's super important. I know mine are, um, I didn't even know it was a choice until like, I think the last time I went and got my glasses, I was like, Hey, yeah, I will take that. Um, the next kind of obesogen is, uh, PCBs. These actually were banned in the U S in 1979. However, um, depending on where you're at, there could be still like lingering stuff out there, depending on how old your house is, how old your community is, that kind of stuff, you know, how soon or how, you know, the municipal departments are up, but transformers, capacitors, electrical equipment, like voltage regulators, switches, bushings, electromagnets, uh, oil used in motors and hydraulic systems, uh, old electrical appliances, uh, uh, devices and appliances, with the PCB capacitators, capacitors, capacitators. I felt, I feel kind of like I'm on like uh, back to the future right now. Um, Old electrical. Yeah, we did all the fluorescent light ballast and cable insulation. So it's sort of like, you know, when you're going through your house and you find stuff, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, you don't have old stuff hanging out that could be a potential um, hazard to you later in life. But, PCB chemicals have been found. Again, it is a form of an obesogen. I cannot talk today. Um, They've been found in the air, water, soil, and sediments throughout the world. Okay. 
Now, they haven't specifically been made since 1977, okay? They were banned here in the U.S. in 79, but the levels in the environment and in the food chain are finally declining, finally declining. And that statement is from 2022, 1977, they have not been made and they are finally declining in 2022, that statement is. That's sad. But just think what this stuff does to your body. And while it's in your body, we're going to talk about that too. Uh, the next one are TBTs. Okay. So this is um, tributylin. Um, so TBT residues can be found in like organisms throughout the food chain. Okay. We're going to talk about it's, it's primarily mollusks, fish, seabirds, marine mammals. Okay. <clears throat> Most of human consumption or exposure to TBTs are the ingestion of contaminated seafood, water, and beverages. Okay. So those are the main sources on that. Um, it, I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, I don't have, it must have been something else. I was reading something and I thought I had a fact on that, but I looked at my notes and I don't see that I had put anything else. So the next one are PFOAs and PFOs, okay? And it sounds kind of strange because there's PFAs, and I'm not even going to try to say it. It's like perfluoroalkyl or something like that, okay? Or polyfluoroalkyl. So there's PFOAs and PFAs, okay? Like C8. I know PFOA is sometimes called C8, right? But the two PFAs that have been the most extensively produced and they're the most studied, okay? And it's just a class of man-made chemicals not found naturally in the environment, okay? They're not found naturally in the environment. And so when these things are in and around, it's a problem. Now, most PFOAs and PFOs have been replaced basically with other PFAs recently. Um, and the problem with PFAs, I guess we'll just refer to it as PFAs now, is that um, in the United States, I can't say, I can't make that. Let me, let me do a correction here. PFOAs and PFOs have been replaced in the U.S. I don't know if they've done that in other countries with other PFAs. And it doesn't matter because there's no way to remove them from your body. So once they're absorbed, they're kind of there. Why is this a problem? Because they're known as forever chemicals. Okay. And they're extremely persistent in our environment and also our bodies. And they lead to health problems like liver damage, thyroid disease, obesity, okay, right? And um, fertility issues and cancer. Do you ever wonder how many, and I used to think that it was because people talked about it now, but I don't think that that's true. The rate at which young people or people of childbearing age cannot have children that have fertility issues is astounding compared to 30 years ago. 
it's astounding. So when you think about all these other factors of these synthetic things that come into our foods and our environment and our personal care products and our clothing and our building materials and our flooring materials, it makes more sense. You know, it's pretty gross, to be honestly. Um, Teflon, too, is, uh, I believe they are, uh, most nonstick pans have PFAs in them. It's kind of gross. That's why they tell you don't use nonstick pans because what happens is, is that stuff scrapes off and you're ingesting it and PFAs are forever. So there's that. Um, they've also been linked to... Oh, I can't even read my own notes, guys. They've been readed... Uh, oh, here, they've been linked to elevated cholesterol, changes to liver function, changes to thyroid, thyroid hormone levels, and reduced immune responses. And what are you going to do, right? There is no way, think about this, to get rid of PFAs from the body. There is no detox. You can't drink water. There is no prescription. There's nothing. They're in your body forever, and they are just ravaging it. And then we wonder why we're doing all the right things, but we, we still aren't getting better. And this is why because we're kind of up against this fight. So, you know, what are we supposed to do with all this info, Denise? Let me tell you, okay? So if you're going to reduce your exposure to environmental obesogens, okay, you have to avoid using plastics that are not BPA-free. Don't purchase foods in plastics. That means you have to start eating whole and you have to start making right choices about your food, okay? Yes, everything is wrapped in the meat counter, but now you got to go to the deli counter, right? You got to go to the butcher counter. It's just a better alternative. Have them wrap, they're wrapping it in paper, right? Um, so don't purchase foods in plastics. Get a good quality water filter. Again, I like Berkey. I don't get anything from them. I just like Berkey. Uh, use fragrance-free products. I, I do. Like I said, I don't like a, like a ton of stink is too much for me. I can't stand all the different uh, smells coming from people sometimes. I don't, I still don't understand why people wear cologne or perfume. I, I just don't understand it. Um, and eat fresh foods whenever possible. Okay. It's just kind of how you got to do it. Um, again, if you're not sure, remember food should be the food you're consuming. If you want to eat, don't count calories. Okay. Count ingredients. 14 or less is my rule of thumb. You must be able to pronounce them all. If it has a dye in it, put it back. If it has a preservative in it, it's okay. Preservatives are preservatives. I don't want something without a preservative being sold to me in a store. It has to go through the whole... I'm okay with some preservatives. I'm mean, not going to be honest with you. People are always like, there's preservatives in their makeup. Well, I would rather have a preservative in my makeup than have bacteria growing in my foundation. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. It's okay for that. Um... But please stop counting calories. It's different if you're like a person and you're doing macros and you're counting macros. Yeah, that's way too difficult for Denise. Um, that's too much work. I'll eat macros. Yummy, yummy. But I do not want to count them. Um, if I had somebody follow me around and count my macros for me, give me a call. Um, but count ingredients. And, you know, talk to people about this. 
people need to understand that obesogens and these other, you know, non-GMO and seeds and all of that, people need to understand that genetically modified foods and all these synthetics and all of our foods are not meant to be eaten. Why are we eating stuff that is a chemical that is also used for fluorine and grease? I mean, think about that. We're eating it. It's in our food. Nobody asked us, right? But where are you going to go? You need to start demanding fresh food. You need to start making the right decisions so that, you know, if everybody just stops buying something, that's going to send a powerful message. We're stronger as individuals than we think we are. But yet we always say, oh, we're just the little guy. Listen, if all the little guys decided, and this is a true story, that they weren't going to buy macaroni and cheese craft anymore because it contained all of these dyes in them and stuff, and it wasn't the same healthy version or non-chemical laden one sold abroad, that was, this was a whole fight, guys. And there was a whole petition that went around here. This was like 10 years ago. It might have been more. And all of these moms and health food groups like went nuts. I know. I was in on that. I remember the whole thing. And they were demanding. And everyone said, if Kraft, if you do not give us the same version of a better alternative than this dye synthetic ridden one you're selling in the U.S., we're not going to buy it anymore. And they didn't. And it spoke volumes and craft caved and they took it out. So we now officially have available to us the craft macaroni and cheese that they sell in the UK and in the EU. Prior to this boycott, that wasn't done. Americans, we were good enough to have all this garbage and red dyes and all this kind of stuff. There you go. Can you still get that version here? You absolutely can. They didn't pull it from the shelves. They just provided an alternative for those who cared and read labels. Think about that. All right. That's what we got for you today. And little note, again, I am beefing up where I want this podcast going at the end of this year. And I'm asking each and every one of you who listen, if you could find it in your heart, to please leave a review on the podcast platform that you listen to. Fill in however many stars you want, and I would really be appreciative if you can just jot a few words. That would be even better for all the powers that be in the podcast world on all these platforms for me. Thank you so much, and until next time, lead with kindness. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness. <laughs>